a tremendous success for both the men and women's national teams at the Rugby League mm. World Cup. Successful in both campaigns. The men, 30 points to 10 over Samoa. Michael Hagan, one of the assistant coaches, has joined us all the way through the campaign. He's at Heathrow Airport. He's heading home and he's got the World Cup with him in his possession. Michael, good morning. Morning, boys. How are you going? This is um, a big responsibility. Me and Trevor Gilmeister are carrying the trophy through Manchester Airport. We're hoping we get it home in one piece. Oh, That's sorry. Goal. I thought you were at Heathrow. You're in Manchester. Is, is Gilly no, still still wearing? Is Gilly still wearing his skins? Yes, he's got his skins on, and um, he's still got his his of his gear on. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you two get to? Uh... He just kept his kit on from last night. You know. Are you two the most responsible in the touring party? That's why you've got oh, the World Cup? Well, I don't know how we got this job, but anyway, it's another. that wasn't part of the job description, but I'm happy to accept. Well, Michael, it must be a feeling of mission accomplished. Uh, been a long tour over there, expected to win, but did win, and that's often uh, a fair jump to go between the two. So you must be uh, absolutely delighted. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the expectation was fairly high, but uh, the players responded with maybe their best performance uh, and when it was counted, and I thought, you know, it was a really good team performance. And I know Mal and the players and the staff are really happy to uh, win the World Cup and retain the title and bring the trophy home again. Higgs, uh, uh, Nathan Cleary seemed to be the one under pressure the most. Uh, yeah, there was talk about Daly Cherry Evans taking that halfback spot from him, but he really stood up in the final. That was definitely his best game on tour. Yeah, I mean, internally, there was no pressure on him. I mean, Mal made that call three weeks ago and um, he's learning and growing as a halfback of the the national team so it was always going to take a little bit of time and he had his best week at training and coincided with his best game um, in the tournament and you know, he alongside uh, James Tedesco and Isaiah I thought they were outstanding and did a great job and you know, I'm sure he'd be really happy with the year that he's had. He's had a big season with uh, the Panthers winning the competition and he backed it up with you know a, a um, World Cup winning performance at halfback. Oh, Michael, I mean, there are lots of fascinating things about the game and uh, Australia played so well. But one thing I was uh, keen to ask you was, were there any change of tactics or do you have to do things differently when the in goals are so small as they are over there? Yeah, I mean, we, we had the opportunity to, to do about half an hour at Old Trafford uh, the day before and it just gave everyone a, a really good understanding of, of the dimensions of the field. Uh, the in goals were only about five metres. Probably oh. the field was a little bit wider, to be honest, and... Uh, the atmosphere was fantastic last night. Mm. So uh, to finish the year at Old Trafford in front of six nine thousand fans, you know, was a um, you know a special occasion and one that we probably won't get to do again as as a group as players and staff. Hagues, uh, Brent Reid has written in the Australian newspaper this morning about the uh, the whole touring party. And he said none of the guys that weren't in the match day 17 caused any problems at all. There were no kicking of the can or or being grumpy. He said it really was a united 24-man touring squad. And he said that was sensational to see. Yeah, no, that's 100% right. I mean, you know, Dale Sherman's handled uh, his situation uh, as a total professional, was really positive around the group, uh, trained well. And, uh, and the Indians all trained well this week, to be honest. So they all contributed... Uh, they've been a lot of fun to be around and, you know, Mel's driven the team standards from day one and um, what the expectations are. He's got the green and gold jumper on and they've all lived up up to that standard and, um, and they've done a great job.
And, Michael, obviously with a, a victory as it was, everything uh, pretty much went right. But was there any aspect of the game that you thought to yourself as a coach, yep, we got that absolutely perfect? Well, no, I think our preparation was good in terms of um, the game against the Kiwis the week before gave us that little bit of a harder edge and understanding that um, the final was going to be a similar intent and Samoa had probably a similar physical approach to their forward pack and their back five. Um, really dangerous, and their halves are going well. So I thought we had good preparation a week out, and our, our week of training um, reflected that. And I thought you know the team responded and, and played, started the game strongly, and mm. and um, you know played some really good footy at different times in the game. These young guys, so, so just say some of the Queenslanders here: Ruben Cotter and Jeremiah Nanai. They they didn't play in the final and didn't play as many tests as others. But what do they take back to their club and then Queensland for state of origin? time next season, Hags. It must be a wealth of experience that they've, they've gathered here. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a really good opportunity for some of those younger players that you've mentioned. Um, Matt Burton is another one that I think would have taken a lot out of it. Murray Tuolangi, um, you know, would, would have had an opportunity to look at how uh, some of the other players prepare each week and, and how and how they go about uh, their performance. So I think it'll be invaluable for uh, their clubs and for, for Queensland and New South Wales because, um, you know, they're all uh, the best of what they do and, um, you know, it gives an understanding of, of what's required. And I think even for Mal, it was a good education for a number of young players to understand what test football is all about. It's a little bit different to the NRL and State of Origin. And, you know, I think they've got enormous um, appreciation now for what it means and, and how to go about it. And, Michael, uh, does the entire touring party come back as one or are some of the uh, other blokes taking the opportunity to have a look around Europe? Yeah, no, it's a bit, bit of a fractured group. We've got maybe a dozen or 14 uh, heading back tonight um, and we'll be back in uh, Sydney and Brisbane on Tuesday. But um, there's a number of players and now staying behind. Uh, they'll do some travelling. Probably the first opportunity since COVID ended for mm. anyone to be able to travel. And, uh, you know, we had a number of families and partners uh, join us in the last week or two. So it's a, you know, a wonderful opportunity for them to go and uh, look at the other side of the world and, and do some travelling before they get back to their, their clubs after Christmas. Well, Hags, it was a, it was a marvellous effort from the team on the weekend and the women as well. They were sensational in the final. It shows that Australia really is the dominant rugby league playing country in the world. Not just thank you for the for this morning, Hags, but for the whole time during the World Cup, you've been sensational, and we know you're more responsible than Gilly, so you've got to bring that World Cup home. Well, we've only just started that job. I'm hopeful and confident we can deliver and get the World Cup safely back to the NRL. That's our goal. But uh, it's been good to talk to you. We appreciate the support we've had uh, from back home. It's been a very enjoyable six weeks, but we're all looking forward to getting home, that's for sure. Good on you, Hags. We'll chat to you in the new year. Congratulations. Right, boys. Thank you. See you.